Good morning, Syngap Land. Today is Monday, May 9th, and this is episode 59 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you know about Syngap 1. Last week, we talked about Sprint for Syngap, about the iTrack study, syngap.fun slash iTrack, E-Y-E-T-R-A-C-K. If you haven't signed up for that, sign up for that. We talked about Praxis. I'm going to come back to two of those things really quick. Um, on Sprint for Syngap, we are at $127,000, $127,000. Ninety thousand of that comes from Team Tavilla. Thank you very much, Team Tavilla. Thank you for making that event your own and just putting all of your fundraising behind it. That's amazing. Another almost forty thousand came from the rest of us, and that's incredible too, because every single dollar helps. This hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars, as soon as we raised it, we were able to allocate it to a grant that we're going to announce soon. I'm really, really grateful to every single family who did this. And I want to emphasize, we also had over 500 different donors help us get to that $127,000. 500 different donors. That's a lot of people who now know how to spell Syngap. And that's half the reason why fundraising is so important, is you tell people about that. So I want to acknowledge every team that got over 1,000. Team Davila, Team Hadley, Kai Squad, Team Grayson, Team MMA, Maya's Marvelous Monkeys, best name by far. Fondo Syngap, go Vicky. Team Naya, Team Andrew Ashline, and Run for Riker. Thank you very much to every single family who raised every single dollar. It makes such a huge difference. And you just got to understand, guys, by the time you see a press release, by the time you see a press release, a scientist has come to us, we've talked about it, we said, yeah, you should write us a proposal. They write us a proposal, the SAB looks at it, we look at it, we say, do we have the money? We find the money, we raise the money, whatever. The board says yes, then Pavel works tirelessly with lawyers at different institutions, drafts a grant agreement. We try to keep this as simple as possible, and it's still pretty complicated. The grant agreement is agreed, and then we write a press release. Thank you, Joe Ashline. So there's a lot of work that goes into these things before you even see them, and part of it is raising the money. So good job, Sprint for Syngap. I also want to mention Praxis. I talked last week in episode 58 about Praxis. I'm still really excited about that. I think it's such incredible news. This week, I had a chance to really go through in detail, in detail about and look at their presentation. And I, and I put out a Twitter thread about it. You should look at the thread. You don't have to sign up for Twitter, but you probably should because a lot of scientists on Twitter. Anyway, I'm just going to mention a few things in this thread to you. On one of the slides I called out, Praxis has their whole pipeline, all the different drugs they're going after. And they have movement and epilepsy and psychiatry. And they put Syngap 1 and Shank 3 right between epilepsy and psychiatry. So some of our kids do have serious movement disorders, but it's not the, the major issue. The major issue, it's a major issue for the families with the movement disorders. But broadly speaking about Syngap, we are right between epilepsy and psychiatry. So good job, Praxis. That's a cool slide. And it really helps people think about these different monogenic epilepsies in context. The next slide where they talk about Praxo 90, which is their code name for their Syngap molecule, they talked about all the different kinds of epilepsy they're going after. There's monogenic, which is what we are now. We know that our, our disease is caused by a problem in one gene, hence monogenic. They talked about polygenic epilepsies, which is sort of the next big thing, and then acquired epilepsies. And they're thinking about the whole space. But right now, thank goodness, there are monogenic epilepsies. And thank goodness, we are one of them. So, so take nothing for granted, but be grateful for that right now. On their slide about Praxone, I know they talked about US, US diagnosed population of 1,600 patients. They're really smart people over at Praxis. They know something we don't because when we publish the list, and then we just publish the list of the people we know, people we have links for, people who've talked to us, we know about 350 patients in the US. They think there's 1,600. 
That's a big number. I cannot wait to ask him about that. They also reference the eLife paper that talks about adult rescue, which means it's possible to have an intervention in adult mice at least, and hopefully it'll be true for humans, and, and improve syngap expression and, and improve their, their phenotype, you know, reduce their symptoms. So that's, that's huge and good job, Praxis, for emphasizing that. They had a couple, they had three more slides, uh, three more tweets I want to talk about. One of them is they talked about their ASO for syngap. So the way you do an ASO is you try a lot of different variations. You throw them all at mice and cell lines, and then the one that has the best, the expression that you need, so ideally something that came in and did 2x, right? Because that's what our kids are 50%, so 2x would be perfect. And they have this beautiful chart showing all the little dots of the different levels of expression, which tells us they're really onto something, and they're probably going to have a candidate to announce next year. So that's that's huge. I also put in a, a tweet there about the partnership between Praxis and Citizens. So I know I say this all the time, but if you're a Syngap family and you want Praxis to understand what your kid is like so that their therapy can help your kid, sign up for Citizen. Guess what? It's free because the board of SRF pays for it. Sign up for Citizen. Last but not least, GETA, which is the Genetic Epilepsy something Association of Australia, um, is doing uh, their annual event, which is an excellent event. Thank goodness it's online because Australia is far away. But on May 21st and 22nd, they're having a star-studded cast of characters. And if you want, and if and you can register for free, links in the show notes. You should go at the top of the show on Saturday the 21st, Australian time. So make sure you register and let the robots figure out what time that is for you. But at the top of the show, 11 a.m. is Dr. Professor Ingrid Sheffer who is one of the most famous neurologists alive, frankly. She's on our SAB. She's truly excellent. She cares for Syngapians in Australia. You shouldn't any chance to hear Ingrid speak, you should take right after her, Dr. Professor Steve Petru, who is also in Australia and is the scientific co-founder, probably CSO, of um, Praxis. So you want to hear from the horse's mouth about his work and Syngap and what they're doing over there? Those will be two talks to go to. Sign up for the Geta Show. It's on Saturday, April 21st, Australia time. Apparently there's two time zones in Australia, who knew? Um, so that's Praxis and that's Geta, that's important. Speaking about events, this week, Thursday, May 12th, Richard Peterson, JD, MDR, LLM, that's a lot of letters, who is the director of a Center for Dispute Resolution and an adjunct professor of law at the USC, is giving a talk for us. Richard Peterson is a grandfather of a Syngapian. Last week I called him David Peterson because that's his son who is the dad of the Syngapian. And the presentation is about um, six steps to connecting the dots, an objective approach for meaningful parent participation in education of children with disabilities under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act idea. The Individuals for Disabilities Education Act idea. So Richard Peterson will be giving that talk for us. He is an expert. He runs a law center at USC. This is a topic near and dear to his heart. He's been advocating for children with special needs long before he had a grandchild with one. So we're really lucky to have that coming up. Syngap.fun slash idea. Make sure you sign up. Speaking of events, just want to remind you, in June, we have two big events coming up. June 11th, we have the Million Dollar Bike Ride. That's super important because UPenn has selected SRF as a, as a credible partner, and they're going to match what we raise. They are going to match what we raise. So the first $30,000 we match, they will match it with internal funds, and then we will agree on a place for that those resources to go. So that'll be a whole new Syngap grant. That'll be 30% what that team raises and 30% what UPenn matches. Please support that grant. The link is in the show notes. It's syngap.fund slash srfmdbr22. Um, so far, we've raised two and a half thousand dollars 
and we need 30. So $27,500 to go, folks. That's already come from 30 donors, though. So thank you to those 30 donors, and let's get 300 more. Please share that link. Support that team. If you're anywhere near Philly on June 11th, go. Aaron, Callie, Sydney, Peter, a lot of our leaders will be there. It's going to be a great event. On June 25th, if you're anywhere near Dallas-Fort Worth, we're going to have an event at Cook Children's Hospital. There's a major Dravet conference going. A lot of us are going to the Dravet conference, and then we're having a side meeting for SRF where Dr. Perry will present his research. Very excited about that. So June 25th, if you're in or near Dallas-Fort Worth, please join me there. On October 8th, we have the Karen, the second annual Karen Gala in Jersey, and we have a golf tournament in South Carolina. How could... Why would you not want to go to that? And then November 12th, we have a cool gala in Atlanta. So there's a lot coming. And then, of course, December 1st is our AES science pre-meeting. And December 2nd is going to be a family meeting. Stay tuned for more links on that. Lots and lots and lots going on. There's two more things I want to mention. One of them is we've put out a fundraiser for two mice. There's a company you haven't even heard about yet who's called us and said, we have a specific technology that works on these kinds of mutations, but we need mice. And we said, please don't make the mice, we'll make the mice. And the reason we did that is because if they make the mice, they own the mice, they won't share the mice. If we make the mice, we can give the mice to researchers, we can give the mice to postdocs, we can give the mice to another company, we have the mice. And the thing is, you can't just make mice. Mice are pretty expensive, but we can afford them. The thing about making mice is once you make the mice, you have to phenotype them, which means these, these, these scientists have these little gyms from hell for mice, and they do all these things to them. They make them go through mazes and run on little spinning rods and do all kinds of craziness. And then they show, hey, a normal mice can do this, but a Syngat mouse can do that. So look, we know we gave this mouse Syngat because it's not very coordinated. It gets lost. It always turns left, whatever. And then they take these therapies that we're hoping they're going to prepare for our kids, and they test them on the mice, and they show that the phenotype changes, that the mouse gets better, right? So really important that we're making these mice, really makes sense that we're making these mice, working with a top shelf company who is willing to invest in, in this work on the mice that takes that expensive investment of making the mice and makes them more valuable by showing by, by doing science on them. So we're so far we've raised 5,000 of 44,000, five of 44, so say we're a little over 10% from 18 donors. Thank you to those 18 donors. We gotta raise more. Now, if you're paying attention, you're like, Mike, what are you talking about? You just talked about Penn, but it's different, right? Penn's going to match the money. Penn's going to help decide where that money goes. These mice, we've decided they need to happen. They need to happen stat. And um, and we're going to fund them because that, that's just the way we are. Transparency, urgency, collaboration. We're collaborating with Penn, but the mice are urgent. Let's move fast. Let's raise the money. Let's get the mice done. Please help us raise funds for those mice. Links in the show notes, syngap.fund slash two mice. Read that for a little more detail. It's really exciting stuff. I want to close with, with, with great news. On Saturday, which is the day before yesterday, I took off and went to SFO to have brunch with Charlene Son Rigsby and Ben Prosser. Ben Prosser, as you may know, is one of the incredible members of our scientific advisory board. He's also the father of an STXBP1 patient. He does research at UPenn, and so and his child has STXBP1, but he also does a lot of Syngap research because Syngap families support him. And the TLDR on that one is, we, we, it's Charlene and I were both emailing with Ben because we had a lot of questions for Ben. And we said, Ben, we really want to talk to you. And he said, look, when I get back from California, let's set up a meeting. And we're like, Wait, you're in California? Like, we're, we'll come to you. And he's like, I don't know if it's going to work. We're like, That's, where, are you? where are you? So he was here. We were there. We drove and we met him at the, on his way out the, of the state. And so we had an amazing meeting. And I'm so grateful for his time because the guy's, the guy is brilliant. Um, the guy is brilliant. Talked about a lot of things there, which I'll share over time as I digest them. But one of the things he said is, hey, heads up, you know, there's a preprint coming. 
And I was like, oh, that's exciting. So there's a preprint coming. And I just, I, I want to I remind you why preprint is so important. Remember at the top of this episode, I talked about how much work goes into funding these things, right? You fund them, you negotiate, you write the legal agreement, you raise the money, you do a press release. And then the scientist actually does the science, right? They get the mice, they do the things, they, whatever they do. A couple years go by. Then they finally get something useful, something worth sharing. And they send it off to a prestigious journal, the most prestigious journal they can get into, where, where at which point in time it'll become part of public knowledge, public information, everyone's gonna read it. If it's in a top journal, every neuroscientist in the country is gonna review it. Really exciting stuff. But in that space between when they're done with that incredible work and when the journal finally gets around to publishing it, there's all this time when people don't know. But once it's been submitted for publication and everything that could be patented has been patented, you can put them in what's called a preprint server. It's bioarchive, B-I-O-R-X dot something. And so when Ben's like, hey, preprint coming, that tells us, whoa, A, there's some cool science that's been done and it was worth sharing. B, we're going to get to read about it sometime this week. And, and C, it's working. It's working, my friends. This effort of constantly raising money and constantly finding new scientists. Remember Joe Anderson with the hemopoietic stem cells. Remember doctors, professors in plenty with the um, milk exosomes. Remember all the things we funded. We funded like over, we've committed over $2 million to science, right? And it, sometimes it takes a year, sometimes it takes a couple years, but at the end of that process, these preprints come out, these papers come out and people understand more about Syngap and we are closer to helping our children live better lives. That's what it's all about. So thanks for breakfast, Dr. Prosser. That was amazing. Can't wait to read your preprint. And thank you to everybody who supports SRF with their time and their money. It is working, friends. Keep the faith. We're getting there.